This is Josh Mills. And this is John Mills. Welcome back to another episode of Fire Tastings. We are excited, not only because you guys are here with us again, but... Well, we have a visitor, don't we, Josh? We do. Marie is here. Hey, y'all. Back again with another liquor episode for us, and she brought us a treat. Uh, so this week, we are going to be doing three different whiskeys from the St. Liberty group, or is it distillery or... Yeah, I, I think distillery is on the website, uh, but it's they they don't necessarily distill all the things. They they do kind of conglomerate okay. options. Cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And so we're going to be doing the Josephine's Flathead River Straight Rye Whiskey. We're going to be doing Birdie, Birdie Bear Gulch Straight Bourbon Whiskey and the Mary Ford Grain. Mary for Grain. This is going to be a little bit different since we have three whiskeys with us tonight and we have the wonderful Marie. We are actually not going to be doing any pairings uh, specifically just for time's sake and just to, you know, kind of just get through this. We have we do have a couple of different types of crackers. We've got some nice little rosemary crackers and we have some little Ritz ones and some good Labosh crackers as well. Yeah, that's right. So, uh. Let's see. We had a blind last week, didn't we, Josh? We sure did. I think it was a beer. It was a beer. And I think I said it was a New England-style pale ale. That's right. You called it a New England-style pale ale, and it was actually an IPA, just like we had tasted. Oh, man. (laughs) You were close, though. (laughs) Those get you every time. (laughs) It does. Because you don't drink and think. You just drink and drink and enjoy. But no, I'm used to IPAs being more bitter than that one. Well, this one was, it's, it was called the Dig the Ride Crushable IPA from uh, Lost 40 here in Little Rock. So maybe that's why it was a little bit on the lighter side, but definitely I tried to get you. I kept, I told you. I know. You go, well, is it citrus? Is it citrus or is it malt? And you go citrus. And I was like, remember, citrus can be hot. That's and then right. I, was, I thought, I thought you were going to change your answer from a pale ale to a, to an IPA, but no, it's really and I, good. And I said, alcohol-wise, it's like 40, 40 excuse me, alcohol-wise, I said it's four and a half to about six, but as it turned out, it's six and a half. Yeah. So I even you missed that. You know what? That's a, That was a good call on that one, Dad. Okay. Well, so I'm I'm really excited to get into these whiskeys. So once again, they, we have the three of the whiskeys from St. Liberty. Now, Murray, do they do more than just these three or? These are their three right now, if I recall correctly. So I am in a group called Women Who Whiskey. Um, I'm in the Seattle chapter, uh, which is ironic since I now live in Indianapolis. Uh, my friend Nikki is president of the chapter there, as well as in Oakland. Um, and we just do a lot of fun whiskey events. It was really started because there were women who were kind of looked at going, wait, you're ordering straight whiskey. Do you know what you really want? And Ray goes, yes, I do. Yeah, actually, I do want that, please. And and so the, the group is a, a fun place for women to get together. And fortunately, the Seattle chapter has been really great with you know, doing remote events ever since COVID started. And this was one of our Women History Month uh, oh, events, cool. which is really fun because they all have these really cool stories behind uh, the women that the, the whiskeys were named after. So very yeah. fun. When I was doing a little bit of looking to him before we started this, it's like the the person who started this wanted to show off the great history of female bootleggers mm-hmm. that there are in the United States. And, you know, we've got three of them here and we're going to we're going to tell you the story, which is on each of the bottles as we go through, as well as just talk about this itself. And it's uh, going to be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. So, well, I guess, uh, Marie, you want to start us out? Yeah, so we're going to start with the Birdie or Birdie, uh, B-E-R-T-I-E or B-I-R-D-I-E, depending <laughs> on how you pronounce it. It kind of sounds the same coming out of my mouth. It is a straight bourbon whiskey crafted in Texas, perfected in Montana. Um, and so one of the things that they take very seriously is the water used in the whiskey. So you'll notice that as we read the stories, they tend to take place in the place where the water comes from. Okay. Um, so water is always important, it's whether so it's beer important. or whiskey or wine. Makes yeah, a big absolutely. difference. Pizza. <laughs> it's oh, true. The pizza York, dough in New York, right? New York pizza. There's the theory. 
Um, so Birdie Brown, also known as Birdie to her friends, was a woman of great courage. She is was one of the very few young African-American women uh, oh. who homesteaded alone in Montana in the 1920s. And Birdie was famous for her warm hospitality and for brewing what the locals called the best moonshine in the country. Yes, oh, wow. country. My- in Montana. In Montana, Fergus County. You know, one day in 1933, just before Prohibition ended, a revenue officer came around and warned her to stop her brewing. But she multitasked. She did dry cleaning with, you know, gasoline and, and tended to her latest batch of hooch all at the same time. So the fumes, you know, accidentally ignited and her kitchen exploded. Unfortunately, she burned and tragically oh, died. No. Oh, no. They say her once orderly homestead now stands in a state of despair in the hills of Montana, a memorial to the immortal spirit of Bertie Brown. So this is aged four years in oak. They say at least four years. Um, and like I said, bottled um, in Montana, because that's where they can get the water from. Although it's technically distilled in Texas. Yeah, right. so they're, they're distilling it and then they're cutting it. Yeah. With the Montana water, yeah. which is pretty cool. Yeah. Now, so Lolo is outside of Missoula. It's to the southwest a little bit down one of the river valleys. I have actually driven through. Now that I'm looking at this map, I have actually driven through Lolo because it's in the, uh, oh, not the Flathead Valley. Uh, it's in the Bitterroot Valley. Uh-huh. So it's one of the first towns when you're driving down from Missoula to Hamilton. Oh, okay. Where Bitterroot Brewing is. So that's the Bitterroot Valley right there. Nice. And it's one of the first towns. I've never stopped it. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, it's cool. So it's on the western part of Montana. Yeah. So is there a Bitterroot River that runs through there? Um, yes. And that's where the water will probably go. Either that or it'll be uh, just runoff. Or they'll just take, like, because it, it is next to, you know, a little, you know, kind of small mountain range. Um. So it'll just either be runoff or it would probably come from the Bitterroot River. Now, with the exception of her story, that being her and her story being in Montana, I think there's a lot of moonshiners that had the same way she did, that fire oh. and alcohol do not mix very well. Now somebody gets burned and the whole place will blow up. And if you're lucky, you live through it. Yeah. But yeah. she was not lucky. Unfortunately, no, she was not. Well, it sounds like she also had a lot of other chemicals going on. She may have yeah. had some other things. Yeah. I mean, you, you did say like she was dry cleaning. Yeah, and she's gasoline. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. That's right. Yeah, you, you know, did say that. Oops, oopsie. Just, you know, kind of boom. <laughs> yeah. So what are you getting on the nose there, Josh? Getting a lot of wood. Getting a lot of like earthy wood uh, mix there. So this is an American oak for four it's years? bourbon. So- it's bourbon, so yeah, it is American oak. Yeah. It looks like they use um, a blend of types of char on those barrels. So it says uh, uh-huh. for 53 gallons of a number three char char barrel, they will use 30 gallons of a number four char. So they're oh. mixing that up a little bit. So the, the three char is less charred than a four char. Yeah, right. I would guess the number three is more the like vanilla Yeah, than mm-hmm. the like can, yeah. dark caramel. Like knowing that now, you can I can kind of pick up that there's some because I, I smelled it. And I was like, I have never smelled a whiskey like this before, <laughs> and I couldn't kind of put my finger on what was different because it's a straight, you know, it's a straight bourbon, which means four years in American yep. oak, and then the you know the proof levels, and it seems pretty hot. Yeah, it is pretty spicy. Well, and it's it's it, a what's that ABV on? Um, oh, right. forty. I bet forty. Forty-three point 43.5 so oh, okay. 87 proof all right um it isn't so it's 70 percent corn 27.5 percent rye and then 2.5 percent malted barley that rye that's a pretty high rye content mm-hmm. so that's why it's coming off spicy which it does it comes mm-hmm. off it has that nice mm-hmm. little rye bite it's really, really warm it's really good it's really it's really good yeah for a straight bourbon and you what you said all these bottles were 50 bucks a piece yeah, so I, I got a little bit of a discount. So I think if you go on their website, you might, if you buy all three together, you get a discount. And then I had an additional kind of friends and family from the event. Oh, okay. And so I think if you went today, you could probably get them for 60. You can't get them delivered 
here to Arkansas, but if you want to, if you want to ship them to my house, I'm happy to. I mean, we might do that. Be, <laughs> You'd have to bootleg them down. Be your mule. <laughs> I'm, hey. I'm add to Join that it. women and bootlegging. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was about to say. Well, it's really good. Yeah, really. it's nice. It's got it's got some nuances on the on the palate, but you get that really like dark caramel flavor. Yeah, the website talks a lot about kind of dried stone fruits, dried apricots, and and uh, kind of dried fruits in general, which. I'm I'm not very good at picking out dried fruit specifically, right. but um I can I can get a little bit of that stone fruit out. But. I have a hard time with fruits in like in whiskey, mm-hmm. right? In general, because for me it's always like the natural, like the like the honey, the floral, the nut, the vanilla. Like I get those flavors in it, but the fruit I'm always like, okay, guys, really. Like whenever I read, I mean, wine descriptions are just as bad, but whiskey descriptions are really bad. You're like, are you sure? Well, I put a little water in it and and bloomed it, and that really smoothed it out. You do the same thing, Josh. Yeah, we we all we all bloomed the whiskey, and I guess okay. You're saying it, and of course I just threw that out there. I get a little. I get what I could see as apricot on the nose. It's one of those like weird, not really fruit or not really sweet, not really baking spice. And so mm-hmm. I, it's kind of like if you were to tell me, oh, there are no, there, you know, there are esters of apricot that would match apricot. Mm-hmm. That's how I would find it. I don't really like. It's not one I would pick get, up automatically, not, not but right. Right. right, yeah, really good. So tell us a little bit about um, this uh, this virtual event that you did with these. Yeah. With these whiskeys as we're kind of tasting through it. So we had um, the head distiller whose name is going to escape me and I'm not going to be able to pull it up fast enough. Um, So he joined the event um, along with a woman who uh, used to work with them and is now working with um, a famous person now making tequila. Let me look that up. Um, But anyway. Clooney. No, 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 not Clooney. Um, It's she. She's a uh, black woman based on New York. Um, and they're actually doing something where not only are they doing new, um, kind of distilling, but they're actually trying to bring the community together and create spaces for new makers and really Uh encourage the community, people of color to start their own enterprises, Mm -hmm. which I think is really cool. I think what I love about women who whiskey is that they tend to find these different groups who have done something unique or interesting or really focus on, you know, doing good things for the environment. Uh, we work with a lot of uh, women in whiskey who maybe uh, work for the producers or work for the distributors. Um, and they kind of come in and tell us about it. Most of our whiskeys are, our tastings are, here's, you know, three samples or four samples. Right. We kind of go through and taste them, talk about, you know, options to turn them into cocktails. Um, the event we have this week is uh, featuring Koval, and they actually sent a sample so that you could specifically make a bourbon smash cocktail with it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. What uh, fruit? Um, they suggested lemon. Okay. Really Rosemary. Good. Yeah. So all um, these versions were by Zoom? All by Zoom. Um, you know, we do a pretty good job. Like, we're all pretty kind of talkative people, so... We don't mind chiming in and asking questions and uh, making funny jokes. <laughs> so every, you can see everyone. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, whoever every, chooses a tube okay. on their cameras. Yeah, yeah. show their video. Yeah. yeah, I think one of my friends commented "B" as in badass for this one. <laughs> uh, you know, just so you could, because the little samples are just labeled with like a letter to tell them apart. Oh, so right. yeah. <laughs> it's not like you get a full label on the bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really fun. So dad, what do you think? What do I, you think of this? I like it. You know, it's that rye, that rye taste mm-hmm. and maybe the apricot we're talking about. And then I really like the idea that the woman, that, <laughs> you know, we're seeing more and more of that, right? Don't yep. we? Oh yeah. Our podcast, you know, just, it's like woman. Right. Like, really? Whoa. <laughs> well, and I love that this guy who started it was like, I am only going to focus on highlighting women bootleggers. Uh-huh. Like, their stories have been lost to history. So oh, a lot yeah. of the, all these bottles are just beautiful, by the way. So in Birdie's case, I think, you know, there's so your bottle, like purple. This is a brown. Purple. Yours is kind yours of an is indigo. Like, right. 
Mine's green. Kind of green. Yeah. Um, but the, the images on the bottle, most of these women, there were no photos of them. Right. They were single women kind of doing it on their own, and there's not a lot of surviving photos. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these are kind of made, made just in what we think they might look like. Oh, okay. Based on their personality. But I think it was a, a really cool idea and, you know, kind of a fun way to restore history. Yeah. I mean, the, like Marie said, the bottles are really beautiful. And I was reading something about the bottles, like why the bottles are the shape they are. They hunted and were trying to find an original, like bootlegger mm-hmm. style whiskey bottle. And they were able, like after hunting, they were able to find one. They were able to find one so they could make a mold on it. And then they've added a lot of this, you know, engraving on the front, which looks really, really good. And, you know, for a lot of people who kind of go into this, sometimes like, okay, fancy bottle, 50 bucks. All right. I wonder how much of that is actually the bottle price, you know, right. paying, paying for the, for the coolness factor of the yeah. labels and the bottle. I mean, this, this whiskey stands up in my opinion, this really stands up to other $50 whiskeys yeah. that I've had. And, I mean, the stories behind them, the care they take to, you know, like you're talking about, the care they're taking to go get the water, like right. move it somewhere to cut it and age it means that they, they're really taking this seriously. Yeah. And like, if, if all three of these weren't good, I wouldn't have bought all three bottles. I would have right. bought the pretty blue one that I really like. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, so, but I was really impressed. I was like, they're, they're all very tasty by themselves. They have cocktail recipes on their website okay. as well, okay. which is really cool. Um, have you tried any of the cocktails yet? I haven't. I, I, I opened these bottles just for you guys. Oh, we appreciate it. Really? Okay. Yeah, we'll do I, cocktails tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe for your birthday. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we will. Tomorrow's Easter. Yeah. So well, I mean, we'll have, have co- we'll have we'll have cocktails. cocktails. We'll have Maybe cocktails. Not. Maybe not. I mean, mom is dying for me to make another blood orange sidecar. Yes. She even said that to me, too. She is in love with that cocktail. Yeah. Well, I was looking at my bottle trying to figure out the time frame of these boots. Mm-hmm. I really couldn't, couldn't tell. It said something about 100 years ago. Well, so they're they're talking during prohibition. Uh-huh. Yeah, prohibition yeah. like pre post prohibition, right? On the like twenties and thirties. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, twenties would be hundred years. Yeah. And if, and if I recall, the picture of Mary, I believe, uh-huh. is somewhat based on um, the founder's wife as uh, a little tribute okay. to her. Cool. One one of them is I can't remember if it's Mary or Josephine, but anyway, yeah, they're all delicious. That's really good. Yeah, I mean that that uh, I would. I don't know if I would make a cocktail. They're so good. Well, so some of them I think are better than others for cocktails. I think when we were on the Zoom, we were all kind of like, you know, like I don't know that I would spoil (laughs) X. You know, I can't remember which one. I'll have to taste through them again and see. Like this one, I would. I think it's Mary's. I'd prefer it if I was going to use a cocktail. I'd probably use Mary's. Okay. Um. But we'll taste through them and then see what we think. Cool. That's really cool. Well, you guys want to start tasting the next one? Yeah. I mean, I know. I mean, it's it's weird. You know, we don't have we don't have the whole pairing piece to talk about. So it feels like, well, are we done already? (laughs) Let's let's move on. I know we all still have whiskey in our glass for this one. Um, Also, want to make sure we don't get shammered going all the way through because these are all big. They're all big whiskeys. I mean, they're all above. They're obviously all going to be above forty. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think Marie, I think yours is the, the lowest. I think yours is forty three. Mine mm-hmm. is forty five. I think Dad's is forty seven. Forty seven and a half. Yeah. There you go. So, all right. Well, we're gonna go ahead and switch on. We're gonna go from Lolo, Montana. We're gonna keep going north and what? maybe a little bit to the, to the east and run into Glacier National Park. Oh, really? Where we mm-hmm. meet. Josephine. Oh, I've been so, to Glacier. I have not seen a bootlegger. Fun story, uh, isn't, though. Isn't that, isn't that like how it's supposed to happen? Well, no. Keep, keep, read your story <laughs> okay. on there. And I have a fun fact that Dad might appreciate, because you guys took the train out to Glacier, right? Okay. okay so, well, so, I, have a, I have another story about <laughs> Glacier. That you almost burning up in a fire? No, no, no. <laughs> well, I, don't, don't spoil it, Josh. Okay. Don't spoil it. Come on. <laughs> 
All right. So this this story is about Josephine Duty, D-O-O-D-Y, Glacier National Park, Montana. Joseph Duty, also known as the bootlegging lady of Glacier Park. Can I correct you real quick? You said yeah. Joseph. It's Josephine. Did I say Joseph? Sorry. Yes, you did. Josephine Duty, also known as the bootlegging lady of Glacier Park, was a controversial figure in her day. Legend says that Josephine was a former dance hall worker and on the run from the law after killing a man in her dance hall, which she always claimed was self-defense. During, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> during pro ooh, sorry, that's a little hot. Uh during prohibition, Josephine took up bootlegging from her secret cabin hideout in Glacier in Glacier Park. She was famous for ferrying her hooch across the Flathead River and supplying the railroad trainsmen with alcohol. For each toot of the train's horn, Josephine was signaled to bring one gallon of her hooch from the last bag. <laughs> so that would be, they need four gallons, they need four gallons of hooch. Oh man, that's really cool. So this is this is the Josephine's Flathead River Straight Rye Whiskey. Yeah, uh, this is actually distilled and aged in uh, Tennessee, and it's disti- it's aged for at least five years in oak. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fucked up, right? Yeah, and then it's then it's hung out. It it says it's imported up to Lolo, so they must have some kind of staging and aging warehouse. Mm-hmm. But they're going to they're going to Glacier and getting the yeah, getting the water to cut it. That's really cool. Well, and I, apparently you can still go visit her cabin in oh, really? Glacier, really, or a cabin that could have possibly been hers. Exactly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know how oh, those things yeah. go. But I was thinking it when I heard this story on our tasting. I was like, "Oh, my parents took the train. Like, how fun! <laughs> like, toot, 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 <laughs> right, toot, exactly. toot, all the toots, please." Well, and I fished in the flat. Yeah. So it's like. Where was she? Flathead River? Yeah. Or, where was she? <laughs> Unfortunately, Lake. Sorry, no longer with us. Flathead <laughs> Lake, not Flathead River. No, I fished in the river. Yeah, there not, is a lake. Yeah. Flathead, Flathead Lake is considered to be one of the clearest lakes in the in United the world. Yeah, in the world. Yeah. It's the one that you see a lot. That's a picture of Montana. You mm-hmm. see a mountain in the background and then the multicolored stones mm-hmm. that, are in, mm-hmm. that are in the lake. That's, that's usually Flathead Lake. Also, they're known for their cherries. Flathead cherries. Nice. Are they like red cherries or Rainier type? Okay, red 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 cherries. cherries. Um, I wonder if Josephine ever made any uh, made made a cherry cherry hooch. I mean, flathead cherries available. She probably did. She probably did. So this is like we've said before. This is a straight rye whiskey. This is ninety five percent rye and five percent malted barley. It is triple pot distilled, and it is aged in. New White Oak number three are. It's really interesting how how specific they are on their website because mm-hmm. most people they're right. not gonna tell you that. Yeah, and it's you know it's in like I said it's made in made and aged in Tennessee, so it's got that Tennessee style mm-hmm. of whiskey, and then it's aged and then they you know cut it with the Rocky Mountain waters from from Glacier National Park. So they they talk about this one. I don't know on. So it's just this one, chapter so one. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it sounds like there's going to be something that's going to be specific so, with the rise. Yeah. So what it was is, um, he purchased this batch of, I think I I can't remember what state the batch was purchased. If it's an already like a pre, first distilled kind of package, right? Um, but there's a limited amount of this, which is also. I love this one for a rye. I think it's sweet and it's beautiful. And like, if you don't think you like rye, try this one. (laughs) But they only made a certain amount of this particular version of Josephine's. So Josephine's is always going to be kind of a smaller batched chaptered story is the way he's put it. Um, of like, hey, like we want, we want to make this special, and we're gonna stay true to the spirit of Josephine, but it's always gonna change a little bit. Yeah. So reading about it, they only did thirty barrels. Yeah. Thirty fifty-three gallon barrels. So that's hundred what? No, thousand, fifth, thousand five hundred, fifteen hundred gallons, something, something like that. Yeah. 
and you know that's that that's super limited yeah it is like right. that i'm surprised the word small batch is not anywhere on yeah it. i'm surprised it's a, not like stamped with a, like a number on the bottle or something <laughs> yeah which you know you which you would usually do but this is bootleggers collection chapter one i yeah. wonder so he said joseph it's gonna always be josephine mm-hmm. okay, okay. But, yeah. it, but it may be something different it'll always be a i think it'll always be a rye right um, but the the kind of components of it may change over time. Yeah, this. But the, and like I was, so this is good. part of the reason I was like, I have to buy, right? Because this one is delicious, and then that bottle is beautiful, and I'm like, okay, like Birdie, you, you're three. amazing. And yeah. Birdie, Birdie, you're still amazing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this is a delicious one. The um. So what do you like about the rye? Well, so to me, this doesn't appear like a rye to me. No, it does not at all. It almost, like, when I smell this, I almost smell cherry vanilla. Yes. I got, I right. got the vanilla for sure. And it's, which is surprising for a rye. No, mm-hmm. Normally, I'm not a rye person. The, I think but it's it was in, in the barrel for four years. Five so years. Five years. Minimum, okay. minimum of five years. So that's, yeah, that's why that's why it's so soft yeah. and smooth. And you still get those spicy notes from the rye. But the barrel has had more time. And this is also not as charred of a barrel as probably most people do. Most people, like most people probably do a four or five. How high does that char rating go? Do you know? it goes <laughs> to six. Okay. Oh, really? I think so. Wow. Um, I'd have to go back and look at it because there's, you know, there's a whole, when it comes to cooperage, there is a whole range of toasting. And there's a difference between toast and char. Like it's, it's. It's crazy when you get into it. Yeah. So like the flavors that I'm kind of getting out of this makes me think that the Coopers that did this did it in more of like a medium plus toast that you would have in a wine barrel. Okay. Because you still have a lot of that nice, warm, nutty char, but you also have those nuances of all those baking spices, Mm -hmm. the vanilla, the nutmeg that are, that are inherent in barrel aging wine yeah and this is hands down the best ride ever like <laughs> is that right yeah. hands down okay. i'm a huge like i'm a have to say huge that too. rye person right out of out of anybody at this table i am i'm the rye guy maybe i better reach back here and get this rye that i have on the <laughs> on my cart we can do a pair i mean <laughs> we could definitely do that but this is gonna blow it out of the water i think so i think you're right yeah and what number car did you say that was? number three yeah, and yours was number three. It was a mix of three and four. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean it's this one. like it. It still has that spicy bite mm-hmm. you want with the rye, mm-hmm. but it mm-hmm. like like Marie was saying, it has like a cherry or a. It has like that. When they say grilled fruity, peaches, I can I can see that because that like char on and the nose, sweet, anyways, yeah. yeah. The char and the sweet a little bit. Like, this is definitely, and most of rides I usually put ice in. This one, I <clears> definitely <throat> not. Well, did you bloom it? Because <laughs> it, taste, it tastes so good by itself. Like, it does, it does, it's one of those, like, it doesn't need it. Yeah. Like, you have those scotches that you have that, like, I don't need it. It tastes fine by, it tastes fantastic yeah. by itself. Yeah, but we found when you look at it, change a lot. Unless it's a smoke. <laughs> <laughs> they are terrible. Oh. Yeah, I definitely get that like grilled so, characteristic yeah. now. That's and so mine comes in like we talked about. Like they all have the bottles are all different. Mine is like an old school green, yeah, mm-hmm. green bottle. Mm-hmm. Like put some you put some dust on this and some fake some fake cobwood, and you put it in a cellar somewhere in the south. Somebody's oh my gosh, I found. Look, it's some like old medicine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're really fun. So when you bloom it, you get more. It's like vanilla creme brulee mm. with like some berries on top or something. It's a great and way it, of explaining it. Gosh, and it's so smooth. This is 46, 45, 45 and a half percent alcohol, 91 proof. That's and it, it does not drink like that. It, it is not as hot as the last one. Like I, I'm absolutely blown. This is a it, it. It was fun, and I love the stories behind all of these. Right. Um. And I thought her story especially was really fun. She's like, I defended myself and my life, and I'm gonna bootleg, and 
uh, if the train comes a caller in, I'm going to bring you some gallons of whiskey. Like, yeah. how fun. He was there for him. <laughs> what, yeah. what a life story. Right. It'd be exactly. interesting. I hope it's going to be interesting to see since he's doing like a chaptering and mm-hmm. keeping Josephine as the character. If he it's actually tells more be, of what's, Yeah. What's the next, what's the next story? Hey, maybe there'll yeah. be cherries involved. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe well, it's got to be more women. Well, yeah. And I think. So he's going to have more whiskey. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think his goal is to definitely just continue to showcase other women yeah. in in whiskey and in in history in general. Mm-hmm. I think, right. Right. like, there's probably, I mean, I can only imagine. Um, you know, there's women who are probably flying planes of booze around the country and and things like that. Because right. Amelia Earhart was not the only female pilot out there. I was gonna say no. that's what happened to her. She was bootlegged. She was bootlegging across the Pacific. You think and- so? No, <laughs> no, not she, in that case. She sat down on a Pacific island <laughs> and she spent the rest of her life making rum, making coconut rum. <laughs> that's all she did the rest of her life. I, what a that's story. what I would that, love that to see. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Yeah. One of my personal heroes. <laughs> yeah. Marie, I can tell you that there's definitely at least one bottle to your house. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Come on, tax return. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I mean, it's so you good. It yet? Oh, yeah. I'm just waiting on the return. It's supposed to come on your birthday. Mm. There you go. But yeah, this is really, it's really good. So, okay. Tell us a little bit more about the, the women who whiskey. Mm-hmm. Is it like... Is it a national thing? Yes. How would like if somebody wanted to get involved, how would they kind yeah, of do that? Absolutely. So um Women Who Whiskey actually started in New York, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. Um and uh by a petite um, I believe she's actually Irish heritage, maybe. Or maybe maybe I'm making that up. Anyways, a petite woman in New York City who really just literally got sick of male bartenders calling her hun and asking her if that's really what she wanted oh got it yeah <laughs> and so yeah. she started women who whiskey it is national so there are chapters around the country um i think some chapters especially right now during COVID, are more active than others right in seattle and the bay area and i think in the west coast in general we've been really lucky because um the kind of chapter presidents and chapter leadership in general are just very dialed in to the whiskey community right. and, and distillers in general um, and so they've been able to continue events without too much of a pause. They've been able to kind of figure out the the caveats and all that pieces. Uh, in comparison, Indianapolis has a chapter. I have signed up twice and volunteered and volunteered once to be like, do you need help? Like, how can I help right. you? Right. They haven't had an event since like December 2019. Oh, no. So, so some chapters are just more active than others. Do you think some of that has to do with the... The liquor laws in Indiana. I, I, <sighs> I would think more leaders. I think it has more to do with like connections and leadership mm-hmm. um, and desire to set things up. And I feel like what happened in Seattle and the West Coast in general is we shut down very, very quickly. But everybody had an openness and willingness to support the community and continue seeing each other. Um, and Nikki, who heads up two chapters on the West Coast. Also right. helpful because she has a lot of connections. So she's, if you want to follow Nikki, she's Bourbon Maven at Bourbon, Bourbon Maven on Instagram and all the things. Yeah. Um, she's just really cool and has a lot of connections. And so I think what helped is that she was able to kind of keep things moving and figure out, okay, if we bottle it and we do a pickup at this location, like we can still continue to do the events. And she just kind of kept the community alive. We also probably had one of the more active chapters to begin with. We were already doing, you know, monthly events at a minimum. Um, And so I think that's probably more likely part of it as well. Versus like from what I can tell from Facebook, you know, Indianapolis may have done an event every so often. Right. Kind of deal. So if there's not one. So if somebody wanted to find it, where would they kind of go to see if they have a chapter? Yeah. So I think let me. Women who whiskey. I want to say it's women who whiskey dot com. Whiskey with an e. If you go to their website, so it's women who whiskey dot club. Again, whiskey with an e. Um, you can actually go and say join a chapter, and they will tell you all the cities that have a chapter, and you can click on it. And there's generally kind of like a form or something to join the club. Cool. Um, I know Hudson Valley. 
I follow them on Instagram. They're relatively um, uh, active if you're in the Hudson Valley area. Yeah. They're trying to pull together some really cool swag. Um, so, yeah, I, I think some, like I said, the West Coast is pretty active. I imagine New York City is still pretty active as well. Uh, what I love about Seattle is they've uh, partnered with uh, a couple of local uh either restaurants or uh, former bars to do pickups. And then they also do like food purchase with them. So they're supporting multiple aspects of the community. Yeah. We don't have one here. There's not one at all in Arkansas. No, there's not one in Arkansas. Um, And I think right actually there's some some international ones. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think right now they're kind of saying like, let's wait until the end of the pandemic before we start any new chapters. Right. (laughs) Because it'd be pretty hard to start, I think, remotely. Do anything on Zoom. You can do anything on Zoom, except you can't like ship liquor to people across state lines uh, legally, and um, or at least you can't become a distributor that way. Right. Um. So yeah. So go to womenwhowhiskey.club. But they also generally all have Facebooks and or Instagram uh, that you could follow as well. Cool. All right. Well, let Dad. Let's go ahead and uh, let's move on to yours. So this is Mary for Grant. So the four. The four grains are 65% local corn, 22% wheat, 10% rye, and three of bark, salted bark. That's completely different. That's right. The rye is only 10 So corn, rye, wheat, barley, and wheat. And wheat. Yeah. So Mary Curley was bootlegger to catch in Marble, Colorado. After traveling from Ireland, so her husband, to join the marble mining trade, Curly opened up her hotel to start a business of her own and distill her famous hoot. So she'd already been doing it, apparently. Well, it sounds like. Yeah. I agree. I it know was in the hotel basement <laughs> where she crafted her batches using water from the Crystal River, fed by the pristine Rocky Mountain. Notorious for frequent run ins with the law. Never, never did pay a single penny of the bootlegging fine tied to her name. On a January night, the town marshal raided Curly's hotel saloon and she was arrested. Determined to not pay up, she served her sentence and made her cell a home after she requested that her stove and cooking supplies be delivered to the jail. A caring woman. At her core, Curly was said to have cooked meals for the weary jail cell neighbor. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. And it's uh, distilled in Texas. Okay. Distilled in Texas and then. And then finished in Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. And then. Carbondale. Sent to Crystal River and Colorado. So, so So all three of these are cut with Rocky Mountain water. Yep. Just from different different, different locations. Aspects. That's right. That's yeah, yeah. Because the Bitterroot is fed by the Rockies, where Lolo is, and the Glacier is Rocky. the Rockies. Yeah. So this nose is completely different. Yeah. Completely. I mean, you get the corn, but you don't get the rye. So like, and I'm surprised there's wheat. Weeded whiskeys are a big thing, especially in Texas. Okay. Because they okay. have a lot of wheat. They don't have That's a lot true. of corn in Texas. They have more wheat. So weeded whiskeys, you know. Will come back. And we did talk about that. It's like, why don't we have Kansas? We did whiskeys. I wonder what female is out there bootlegging. bootlegging. I bet there's at least one in Kansas. Uh, At least one out in the plains. Yeah. Out there somewhere. And this whiskey is 47.5 ABV. That's pretty good. So it's the high, it's the highest of the ones. It's the highest highest of the three. Now it doesn't, it doesn't seem like to me it's. I don't know that whole Yeah, so I wonder. I wonder what they say about the the barrels because this is also a straight it, a straight bourbon. bourbon. It so looks like years. they're also number three char. It's a number three char. That's right. Okay, because it smells very similar to the the first one. Mm-hmm. So it's a number three char for at least four years in in white oak. Yeah, the four years is what makes it a straight right. bourbon. Because bourbon just has to be two, but straight, when you have a straight bourbon, it has to be four. I don't know why I can never. And then there's the bottled and bond, and there's the other Yeah, thing. there's the whole 
Yeah. Lots of fun. Bottled and bond, cast drink. I sort of get the apricot. Get that? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Okay. Well. I don't. I get I get roasted nuts. I get honey. I get a, a little bit of florality. Yeah, I get a little bit of spicy. Spicy nose. They seem to all have basically the same color. Mm-hmm. Oh. This one comes across comes across a little bit sweeter. Yeah. On the palate. This one hits me more more like a traditional bourbon than the first one. Right. For sure. Definitely the second it's rye. Well, it's a rye. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, so it's not even a bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. But the but other yeah. one's also a straight bourbon. So yeah. comparison wise. And I really like the uh, the made up, the actual whatever it is uh merit. That big fedora hat on mm-hmm. pigtail. Yep. Pioneer pigtails. Right. Well, you know, that's funny that, you know, I wonder if Marble's a ghost town now out there. I, I believe it is. Because um, oh, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of ghost towns there's in Colorado. Yeah. Well, especially with it being a mining. Yeah. With it being a mining town, it's probably most likely is uh, a ghost town now. You're looking it up? I'm looking it up. I wonder what the mining was. <laughs> Well, town population in 2010 was a whole 131. 131. So, so not, so not, not okay. quite a ghost not town. Quite a ghost town. Not totally, but I it would put it in the category of ghost town. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, being I a, mean, we don't have the 2020 census on here, but I bet it's <laughs> lower. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So, Marie, is it along like the I 70? No, it is. Um, south of ice. Okay, so it's still probably precious metal. It was probably a precious mm-hmm. gold, big copper, gold, silver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so things. so Carbondale is just south of I seventy. If you were to turn off in Glenwood Springs, mm-hmm. and Marble is even further south. Yeah, and so, so it looks like it's now a state park. There's right. a, a Marble Mill State Park, so you mm. can go visit the mill. Mm. Um, it looks like there might be a little bit of a town there with some like a church and some hotel. Right. No, nothing appears to be open, so I think it's a ghost town. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, I mean, it, being in a state park, that may, it may just be the hours, you know, whatever. Now, you like this bottle? It's my bottle? it's my favorite. It, it's a pretty blue. If you guys ever visit my house, everything I've ever had. Well, I think a hundred years that was really in color for bottle. Mm-hmm. It was an expen- it was an expensive, expensive color. Well, that's right, and it probably had cobalt. Yeah, and it- oh yeah, <laughs> made it radioactive. <laughs> yeah. So, Marie, I kind of understand what you say. Like when you said, like this one would be your cocktail. Uh-huh. It seems to be the most cocktail friendly with it. The way it's a little bit sweeter. Um, it's not as not as spicy. I have a whole lot of rye in it. It's very. Yeah. Very appropriate for a cocktail. Yeah. I feel like yeah. it's the most like cocktail friendly of, of the three. Does it have a list of the cocktails? I was uh, just there is there is a cocktail section on their, on their website. website. Yeah. Gold Rush. Oh yeah. What would that be? That's gotta be Mary's. No, actually it looks like it's made with birdies. I guess all of these are kind of in gold rush territory if you're in the Rockies. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, uh-huh. Birdie's Bramble, a peach pebble. Those are, well, would, those are probably both smashes. Yeah, I think you could use this bourbon for grain for any bourbon. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean it would be it'd be great in in anything. Because mm-hmm. it's a really it's a really really good bourbon. Um, I can kind of see why this one is a little bit higher in price than than Birdie's, just being a four grain. Yeah. Um. Well. Oh, really good. Well, so I noticed that Josephine so far is the only one that hasn't been arrested or died. <laughs> I'm just saying, based on the that, story. That's why we have chapters left. I know. Right? I think that's what it <laughs> yeah, so it was it was funny when I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, she's she's not arrested or dead. <laughs> yeah, she has a couple chapters left in her story. Exactly. <laughs> well, but Mary never paid a fine. Well, obviously, well, as far as we know, Josephine had neither. Yeah. Neither did neither did Birdie. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Well, that's really cool. This is really cool. I'm glad you brought these down. Yeah, I had a lot of I had a lot of fun with these, and I thought these would all be. I mean, they're all delicious. So I right. thought you guys would enjoy them as well. Yeah. So you said Bourbon Maven. 
organized this one? Uh, yep, Bourbon Maven and the Seattle Women Who Whiskey. So you were able to purchase ship them. Yep. Uh, here. Yeah. Maybe one of maybe one of these days when we overthrow our government, <laughs> get, a new, get a new governor. Yeah, you guys got a lot of laws you got to overcome. Yeah, for too, sure. Too many. Yeah. Uh, which one is your favorite? I mean, I I like Mary's just because of its versatility. I think. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I'm also like more of a bourbon girl than I am a, a rye girl. Uh, and of the two bourbons, I do like Mary's better. Uh, okay. Um, uh, that's probably my favorite. Uh, but like I said, this rye can can turn me to a rye girl. <laughs> well, I got the it's impression so that Josh's good. favorite is rye. Yeah. Uh, yes, the rye, the rye, the rye. Okay. What's your stat? I, you know, I'm not really a rye person, but that that rye would turn me over by so much better. Um, the other rye I've ever taken. Come to the light side of the rye. <laughs> Come to the light side of the rye. This Mary. Yeah. yeah. They're all really good. They um, are. So, Marie, so just a little bit of another shout out. Yeah. So you said Bourbon Maven, she runs two cha- she runs two chapters mm-hmm. of Women Who Whiskey. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Two and chapters. what? She has probably 300, 400 different types of whiskeys. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe not that many, but. Probably not that many. She does have a whiskey library in her house. She also does do, uh, if anyone ever wants to host an online event, whether it's for a birthday party or an uh, like an office event, uh-huh. um, reach out to her from on Instagram. Um, she's happy to help you figure that out and help you host it and organize it. Uh, she did one for my company uh, and they had a great time because she's just a fun storyteller and a good person. A couple other groups that we work with, but uh, she's fantastic. I like I'm just now friends with her in general. Right. Uh, <laughs> I've been to the whiskey library and been able to partake in some good stuff there. And Uber home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I follow her on Instagram as well. And back in the kind of the middle, I would say, Sounds so weird to say the middle section of quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> like there Wait, was, was the that early... like summer twenty twenty the... or what was fall? that, John? What... No, it was winter. It was, it was like... winter. Winter. Okay. It was so... the winter. It was the winter kind of the winter time of that's of the middle quarantine. Okay. Well, so just like three months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Fall. <laughs> Whatever. Like it's that, Dave, time it's, is hard right it's now. March four hundred four hundredth twenty twenty. By the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, but no, she started doing. Um, Instagram reels of making cocktails. Yes, and she had some of her. She had a friend or two come in. That's why I'm trying to think. That was kind of fall, winterish time when she did that. I, yeah, and she's doing them now too. Yeah, and she's she's continued it. So if you're looking for a good resource to like figure out how to make a cocktail or something to do with, yep, check out her check out her Instagram. She's she seems really great. She is she if you follow her. She'll chat. She'll chat with you back if yep. you She's, message her. If you comment, like it's really, she seems to be really, really awesome and kind of like you said, up on the communication. Yeah. Mm. And, her, and um, so I wanted to do the clock. They uh, finally found the name. So Dia Sims and her Instagram is D I A S I M M S. So Dia Sims. So she was also involved in St. Liberty, but she has now moved on to Lobos, uh, 1707. Um, and so she's working with LeBron James. Oh, that's he's, who it is. He's in tequila now. He's in tequila now. What is it with everybody? Getting- um, but so what's really cool is they're, they're really focusing on getting diverse voices in the room and really helping people of color and women into the spirits industry, which is traditionally very white male right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so DSMs is great. And then if you want another one, she does make appearances on, uh, Bourbon Mavens, but, um, TGI whiskey, uh, Instagram, Spell it right. Um, uh, well, you know, that's one of the big things that like LeBron James has always been yeah. big in is, you know, bottom up, bottom up support of, you yeah. know, yeah. Yeah. black and brown. Right. And, you know, he's, he's done some really great things. I'm just, everything I've known him doing has had nothing to do with alcohol. 
which is why I was like, he's, in, he's getting in now. He's getting, he's getting in it now, but you know, yeah. there's quite a few celebrities that are doing it. Looney, mm-hmm. James. Uh, I mean, The Rock has the a rock tequila has, brand. The, the Rock has a tequila. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, the guy, it's actually the guy, a pretty good one. I have some of that. The guy home. from Gashead, Gashead Monkey, or Gashead Garage. Oh, yeah. He had a, he had a cinnamon tequila for a while. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of surprised they're doing tequila. I could really see that as a mezcal mission because mezcal is just so it's a wider, a wider prospect being at a full in. But well, they're doing in 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 tequila because there's so many big boys. Yeah, doing tequila. Yeah, and so I I was right. TGI whiskey is Chloe Chanley. Um, and she is a Brown Foreman brand champion. So she okay. works with Brown Foreman brands. She's done a lot of events with uh, Women Who Whiskey. Uh, she also does a lot of cocktails on her Instagram. Cool. Um, and is a generally cool chick in whiskey. Awesome. So how did you uh, start? <laughs> Women. Um, Uh-oh. What was the... Uh, so I... Just walking down the street. Just walking down the street and, and ran into an said, event. Hey, hey we got hey. whiskeys. Um, no, so... I've lived, I lived in Seattle for 10 years total. So I was there five years before grad school. And then I had moved back and I was just looking for opportunities to meet more women and just generally expand my group. And I stumbled upon an event bride or whatever it was. Stumbled? Stumbled literally. Nope. Online. Um, and so I found they were doing a, Crown Royal event. Oh, okay. Uh, near my like, it, it was downtown, so it was easy to get to after work. And I was like, "Oh, this sounds cool!" Like it was not too much of a. It was like maybe twenty dollar t- ticket, and right. you got to taste Crown and uh, uh, I guess it was Jack. Are are Crown really? and Jack in the same family? Yeah. That's- yeah. So they had multiple crowns and multiple jacks and you could taste them both and they had food uh, and it was at the w or something and so i was like oh this sounds cool and like nikki comes up after like as you sign in and she's like are you in the club and i was like i mean no not yet but i'm willing to join and she's like you absolutely should and then i just met really cool women right and had a great time we made sure that they finished all their bottles and uh, may have stayed for cocktails afterwards. Okay, let's finish the bottle. Like we can't let it go to waste. Um, and and what was nice about those in person? I have this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what was nice about the in person event was they were mostly held by the distributors. Right. So for them, it's a brand promotion event. Exactly. And so they literally want to like make sure you enjoy their product. Oh, right. Cool. And and you remember their product. <laughs> and you remember it. And so um I think that was the first event I went to. And then I was like, oh, like they do this like every month. This is really fun. This is a cool group of women. You learn a little bit of something, you have a bit of fun. And it was just something to kind of do and at booze night. Involved. And there's booze involved. Right. So I'm not gonna complain. Uh-huh. Um and so I've 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 met wonderful women. I've been introduced to wonderful boozes and and it's not just whiskey. We did back in the in-person days of yore. Uh, we had one that was, um, they had brought in tequilas as well. They had brought in um, a Norwegian. I remember sending Josh a picture. Was it, there was like a Norwegian liqueur that was at one of the events. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I, can't I can picture it. the have- bottle, but I can't remember it. I'll have to look it up later. Yeah. But. You know, it's it's really fun. It's an it's a nice way to find new future favorites and expand your palate without having to purchase a whole bottle. Exactly. Right. Like you guys right. are kind of in a you can buy little airplane bottles, but that's not realistic for a lot of different liquors out there. So Good. it's been a fun way to explore and expand my palate. Right. And that's that's kind of one of those things that we're trying to do here is just to give that exposure piece to some things that you may not yeah and try now currently with the way things are if you're going to join us you have to go buy an airline bottle to buy it but it's that same kind of piece of just getting that connection going trying saying, hey these people are talking about something that i haven't tried let me li- at least listen and if it sounds good i may go buy it right right and you guys were like i think it's really fun to listen to you so i i'm obviously not here every week 
Um, but I listened to all your podcasts. I'm like, oh, that sounds really good. I need to see if I can get that at the store because you make it sound delicious. So that's like a, a verification for me that I'm probably going to enjoy it. Right? right. And it's worth spending the money on it versus completely blindly spending money on something. Exactly. That's really cool. Cool. Well, I think we're going to go ahead and uh, head into the blind now. All right. All right. Three glasses of whiskey later. Here we go. <laughs> All right. It's not pretty obvious. Okay. So here we go. We're going to get into this tasting. I'm using the Wine Education Spirits Trust systematic approach to taste spirits for their level three so this is a clear looking liquor there's no really haziness in it it is a light a light brown or a kind of almost like a straw like burnt straw yellow uh ooh, lemon on all right maybe might call this a little lemon. um and there's no really kind of other things to it it is clean there's no real faults that i can tell it is kind of aromatic. It's not quite all the way out there. It doesn't really punch in the face. Definitely tell there is oak usage in this because of the color, as well as it has some of those nuances of baking spices and vanilla. Okay, it's kind of thin on the palate. Um, it is not dry, or it's not sweet. It is dry. Um, a little watery. Um, that's smooth. Not a whole whole bunch going on. The intensity I would say is like medium flavor. Uh, so I think this is going to be great. It's going to be a grain based liquor. Um, I think it may be corn. Be a corn based. Um, it finishes pretty short. It's fairly straightforward with what it is. Kind of hot on the alcohol level. Still like warming not exactly sure if that's the uh the amount of booze i've had <laughs> i've had so far or if it's just the fact of this liquor in and of itself so okay let's try and figure out what this is is it burp don't know uh, he just handed want, it to marie to, to get smell. a little help well yeah it's it's got a kick of sweetness to it but there's a there's a nuanced note in there which is kind of making me turn my head sideways because it's a little bit sweeter than I would expect a bourbon it almost has that like sweetie of the cognac or uh, don't overthink it <laughs> this is what I do I'm usually pretty good at liquor but today yeah with his vanilla with his vanilla and that extra sweetness on the front it's kind of hot not overly oaked you know this is a pretty straight I would say it's kind of a pretty straight uh, bourbon, young, not been aged very long, you know, two, you know, two years. Yeah, it's not, it's nothing like the bourbons we've had tonight. <laughs> Let me just put it that way. That's it's for good. sure. That's for sure. Uh, it should be a good cocktail bourbon. So, all right, we're gonna go ahead and uh, call this one a bourbon. Oh, there you have it. Come back next week and find out what it is. Well, not next week, because next week Dad's gonna be sitting on a beach. <laughs> St. Mark, even me here to Arkansas and all its devices. So, so kind of watch the socials if you want to know exactly what we're doing. Um, it's going to be a time. So, Marie, thank you very much. Oh, thank <laughs> You're you, Marie. Welcome. These were fantastic. Happy Are you birthday. taking all three of these back home? Yes. Oh. But I am happy to receive any shipments you desire. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, just get ready. There's going to be at least one bottle that Josephine comes to your house. Awesome. That's for me. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> so well we thank we thank you very much for coming and it's always a pleasure to have you on the absolutely. podcast great and to be here thank you guys for thank you guys as well it's always great to have you listen to us and reach out to us on the socials remember we're on instagram facebook and twitter most active on instagram that's kind of where everything stems from we're at acquired tasting reach out to us give us a comment on your on your favorite podcast platform give us a subscribe or a like, or a follow, or whatever it is on your platform. Uh, it's been really cool to see kind of an uptick. We've seen countries come in. What's up, Canada? Uh, what's going on? And wherever you guys are, we're really excited to uh, to have you listen with us. So once tell again, tell all your friends. Exactly. Tell them all. Get together. Get a bunch of shotted people together. Shotted. Shot. Vaccinated. <laughs> whatever. People wish shot. 
vaccinated. vaccinated. Trying to be funny. That's what happens when I'm with my family. I just we get, have to correct you. We love you. Yeah. Yeah, the, the correct one. Okay, so get a bunch of people together. Give a listen to the podcast. Give some food. Give some wine. Split the split costs that way. That kind of help out, but make sure everybody's vaccinated and y'all stay safe. So once again, I'm Josh Mills. And I'm John Mills. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. And goodbye.